Welcome to Dynamite After Dark. This is your usual host, Ant-Man, Sheen, Sabunium, along with my good buddy, Jeff. And a week after missing the show entirely due to a personal issue that came up, um, now tonight, I could barely watch the show for the first half of it or so, or first half hour, because my internet connection was so bad that I decided to watch on my phone and I wasn't, and I was kind of like out of it. That uh, opening segment with Chris Jericho did nothing to, to help the mood, and I actually just could not get into this episode at all, Jeff. I don't know how you, how you feel about it. I was disappointed. I really was, because the first hour drug on, I mean, there was the Chris Jericho thing, which I, I get in a weird sort of way. I get why they did what they did with his dad and um, with all the other stuff they did. Um, SCU coming up dressed as a marching band was bad I mean not even slightly good it was just straight up bad um, and then the first two matches were bad um, <laughs> and then the fact that we had three marquee main event style matches well okay two and a half because I know how you feel about Scorpio Sky but it is still for the World Heavyweight title. And to be honest, Scorpio put on a hell of a match. Um, the two of them put on a great match together, and I, I was if it be an event. But we had two... Uh, you know, c come on. I, I, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Great is quite strong for that for that effort that they both put on. It was it was sloppy. Their timing was off. Um, it was maybe a three-star match at best. No, I'm, I'm not saying it was a great match. You just did. But for a, no, I said for a TV match. I, I was saying for a TV match. There's differences. You know how it is. There's differences for a TV match and a pay-per-view match. A pay-per-view match, I want everything at three and a half or higher. A TV match, if I get a three and a half star match for a main event on a TV show, I'm fine with that. That's a that's a good main event. But it, but it wasn't a three and a half star match. It was three at best. I'm going to have to watch it again because I really liked it. I really did. Okay. I might have liked it more than you did, so I'm going to have to rewatch it. I did record the show, um, so I'm going to go back this weekend and watch it, and I'll give and remind me on Monday because we always get off topic and, and never remember what we're going to talk about. But um, remind me on Monday, and I'll tell you what I what I felt about it after I see it again. But I really did feel it was a at, at this point I felt like it was a three and a half star match. Okay. Least. And to me, a three and a half star match is a great. That's a great TV match. A pay-per-view match, three and a half, got to be the opener. And everything goes up from there. Um, but for a TV match, three and a half is good for me. For, uh, for a, a TV pay-per-view. Or, I'm sorry, a TV main event. Um, the thing I hated about this show, and it really bothered me, and to be honest, my toddler was watching with me this week. Oh, was he? he yeah, uh, Arlo sat down, he watched with me, um, he's in bed now, so hopefully we won't hear him for the next 45 minutes. I totally, I totally forgot you had him this week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, it, well because of Monday he was so quiet, because he was asleep by 7.30. Yeah. Um, but he watched it with me, and he even said to me, at uh, probably halfway through that uh, B. Priestley match, which I thought was okay, Especially for TV, I would never want that match on pay-per-view, ever. 
but it was an okay, it was a two-star match, a two-and-a-half-star match. I mean, it was not something I'm gonna go that's going to go down in history, but something that was, you know, go ahead and watch it. Um, and he even said to me during that, Daddy, can I watch my, uh, can I watch my show? I can't do this. Basically, I can't do this anymore. This is awful shit. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I gave him my tablet, and then when, uh, this is my four-year-old toddler. Okay, he came when, uh, Pac, or Pac and Omega were out there. He put down his tablet and watched the show. He asked for his tablet because the, the first hour of the show was that bad. But as soon as Pac versus Omega hit the screen, he was all in. He put down his tablet. He was watching wrestling. And that's the part that annoyed me. Because we had Pac versus Omega, which was, that's a main event anywhere you look at it. And they put on, uh, you know, not a great, great match. But I would give that three and a half stars, what they put on tonight. And the same thing with Paige versus um, MJF. With the, with the exception of the ending, because I didn't like the way Wardlow ended the match, I would give that match that they had three and a half to four stars. I thought they put on a phenomenal match and showed some great chemistry, and I want to see those two battle each other again. Um, and then, of course, we had the main event. Why was that the three best matches, three greatest matches of the night, preempted by that first hour of crap? I have no idea. I, I mean, honestly, I was having so many problems with my internet and, with, and, and trying to watch it on my phone. That You know, one thing I found out today is when you're watching on your phone, the app works differently so that those those matches that you get the... The commercials in where you where you can still watch the match, you don't get to do that. You said you have to watch the app commercials. Um, yeah, so I so I missed quite a bit of of, of those matches because of that. Um, also, you know, I you know I I just want to go back to the opening because I I understand the crowd was into it and, and that makes sense because they were in Chicago talking about the Blackhawks and and all that crap. But for somebody like me who doesn't like hockey at all. Um, who could, who couldn't give a shit less about Ted Irvine, um, or Ted Irvin, however the hell you pronounce his name, um, who doesn't care about any of that shit, that first, I don't know, half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever that segment lasted, fell completely and totally flat. Um, I, I, it, it totally took me out of the, out of the, out of the show just to start the show off with. It was, it was, I thought it was absolutely horrible. Um, to be honest, I liked it. I'm a hockey fan. I'm a hockey fan at heart. I will always be a hockey fan. I've no, I've I've been a fan of Ted Irvin. I was a fan of Ted Irvin's, and I'm a Bruins fan, Boston Bruins fan. And for any of you that follow hockey, you know a Bruins fan liking anybody from the Rangers is a bad thing. Um, but I was uh, I always liked Ted Irvin, and of course I've been a Jericho fan forever, and I like the way the inner circle is. I liked that opening promo to a point once it hit triple h territory i didn't like it and it hit triple h territory at the 10 minute mark it was like okay this has gone on way too long i loved i i absolutely loved um uh, uh guevara's part when he came out and he did his little bubbly speech and he 
you know, threw that towel up, and it was the picture of those two hugging. And I love the the um, uh, uh, proud and powerful, and their little <laughs> their little bit with the Vix and all that. I thought it was great. I thought it fit perfectly with the character that we know uh, Jericho to be. I just I liked every part of it. But once it hit the Ted Urban spot, it started to hit Triple H territory. And then when SCU came out dressed as a marching band, after they beat up Justin Roberts, it was like, okay, this is just fucking too much. I can't take this. This I this is bad, just bad. Um. Well, you know, here's here, here's my thing with with the with with the uh, Ted Urban stuff. It's that it was mostly for the live crowd. I mean, hockey. Is I mean, I, like I said, I'm not a hockey fan, but also the fact is that hockey is the least popular sport in the United States. You know, it's not like there's a, there was like a ton of people watching that really were, were going to care that much about it in the first place. So I mean, really, it was more for the live crowd, and I th- and I think that well, that t- that took a lot away from it. Not not just for the live crowd, but the fact that his dad and and. When you listen to uh, the last promo that uh, Cody Rhodes gave, or Cody, we're not calling him Rhodes, but Cody, um, the last promo that he gave, um, he talked about the fact that you know Jericho came from this silver spoon by having one of the greatest New York Rangers of all time as his dad. People that know Jericho and know his dad and know all this stuff, it actually, to me, I'm well. I'm a huge hockey fan, so it's a, it's different. But I know Ted Urban. I know Chris Jericho. I've known Chris Jericho is Ted Urban's kid for a long, long time. So for me, it it might have meant a little bit different. The one part I will say about the Ted Urban part bit that really, really made me laugh was when he brought out jerseys for all of the inner circle and he got the big hurt and he got proud and powerful and he got um you know the what what mexican god is that what he was spanish god and he got a champion and then fucking vincent reaches for a jersey and there is none did you catch that no i didn't god you gotta watch the replay just for that because he goes through and he hands out jerseys to everybody and then Vincent, what were they calling him? They didn't call him Vincent. Soul Train. Soul Train, yeah. But Vincent reaches for a jersey and he got snubbed. I'm not going to lie, I fucking laughed out loud when I saw that. That was amazing. Because he just got snubbed on live television. Well, why wouldn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. But still, that's still funny. Come on, you have to at least admit that. I do not. I do. <laughs> if you don't, I'm coming across this promise, like whatever we're doing, and I'm going to beat your ass. Promise? Not today. I'm tired, man. All right, then. We get a holiday tomorrow, and, you know. We do get a holiday tomorrow. We do. We get two days off. Well, you get a two days off. You get four days off. I have to work tomorrow. I could have chosen to work tomorrow, but I chose not to. I could have brought my lap home too, my laptop home too. 
I did bring my I did I did bring my lap home. <laughs> wow. Anyway. My laptop home too, and I will be working this weekend because well, I have no family. Don't feel bad. I have no family. I'm okay with that. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't planning on feeling bad. Not you. I'm talking about people that actually care. Oh. I mean, the ones that listen to us. Oh, okay. You, I don't give a shit. I know you. Okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, so the, in in the process of switching from watching um, on my on my app on my Roku to watching on my phone, I missed almost the entirety of the first match of the night, which is the tag match between Best Friends and the Lucha Bros. So, how was that? How was that match actually? Not good. No. Okay. Lucha Brothers are big time into their heel turn by attacking uh, best friends on the ramp. Um, you know, we had our typical suicide dive by um, uh, Orange Cassidy, which, by the way, now I need to I need to call attention to this. Last week, we did not get one suicide dive on AEW TV until the main event. This week. The only suicide dive we got was by Orange Cassidy. Good. So we're we're two weeks in a row, and there's a grand total of two suicide dives, which has been a big complaint, not just by you and me, but by everybody I've heard about how every match has to have suicide dives in it now, especially when you're looking at the other company, and that includes NXT. Um, we're two weeks in. There's been two suicide dives in two weeks. And, you know, we only had the one this week. We had the one last week. But that tag team match, to me, was run-of-the-mill. Um, the fact that Ray Phoenix never actually got out of his uh, his uh, ring gear or got into his ring gear because he was in his jacket the whole time, just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it. It wasn't what I thought it could be. And best friends getting the cheap roll-up win, to me, was not not what I wanted to see. Yeah. Um. And, and for those of you out out there that, that don't understand, you know what Jeff and I are talking about with the suicide dives. It's not that we hate suicide dives. It's that when is that when it's done all the time, they don't mean anything anymore. And. And, you know, when people are, it's supposed to be, you know, people are, are putting themselves at risk and they're taking these chances. And if it's happening every match and everybody's do, doing it, it no longer feels like it's actually a chance that they're taking. So I just, I just wanted to clarify. I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, keep talking. Arlo, come here. So, Arlo, come. you know, basically, you know, when you've got guys that are 300 pounds diving out of the ring and doing a suicide dive and getting right back up. And they're doing this a matter of course. Then what does a suicide dive really mean? And you know, if, if you watch like All Out, you know, you you can hear Jr. saying, "Oh, look, it's another suicide dive because it was happening every single match." And so it's great that they finally toned it down now. And they you know they called attention to it this week. Jeff noticed it, or last week. I mean, Jeff noticed it this week. So it's it's obviously a clear, or you know, it's, it's obviously something that the company is doing. Kind of, consciously to try to to tone down so that they actually mean something when they happen. 
which is really cool. Oh, you just need me to restart that? Are you gonna go to bed when I do? Shane, are you gonna go to bed when I restart this? Probably. Alright, fair enough. Here he goes. There you go. Hi, good night, boo. He uh, took a nap at Head Start tonight, so, and because we don't work tomorrow, I told him he could stay up as late as he wants, because uh, I don't care. Why would you? <laughs> well, he gets to sleep in, I get to sleep in. It's a win-win. Absolutely. Right. So he's he's watching the Stinky and Dirty show while I was watching wrestling, because he punched out halfway through the... As much as he liked the Pac versus Hangman match, he punched out about halfway through. He was like, ah, I'm done. I'm watching cartoons. I'm going to bed. So I'm like, all right. So you just, you just put on Raw for him is what you're saying? Basically, yeah. Yeah, because I think you said the Stinky and Dirty show. <laughs> and cartoons. <laughs> Remember, I threw the cartoon in there. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what the Stinky and Dirty show was, so I thought maybe it was a cartoon. So. Uh, Cutest thing I've ever heard is a four-year-old singing the stinky and dirty theme song. Anyway, back to wrestling because that's what we do. I w now now that you said that, I want to hear him sing "Love and Marriage." No. <laughs> I can't do that to any child. That's hilarious. It's hilarious, though. Is what you think? It's hilarious, but I can't do it to my child. I'll do it to another child. I'll find a child to sing me "Love and Marriage." Because your choices are limited. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, back to the show that we're discussing here. Why am I the one keeping this Because you're the one that because you're the one that paid attention to, to it. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so MGF versus Hangman, um, you mentioned, and you know, I I don't know that I would say it's in, it's in the three and a half star range like you did, but I mean, I definitely agree with you that the ending was like really abrupt and didn't make a lot of sense. And it made Hangman look like an idiot, you know. The hangman MJF, not. Yeah, you said. Just no, you said Hangman. I don't know what you said. Never mind. I thought I said Hangman MJF, but anyway, it made it made Hangman look like an idiot. It so. did. And the fact that he hung outside waiting for the fucking big man to punch him. The other thing about that match that really got to me. And before I get to this, I I do need it, need to um, give them props. They didn't one time this week go to a backstage segment and then go to commercial. At least this week, every commercial break was when there was a match going on. So I'll give them credit for that. Um, but this Hangman MJF thing, what the hell were they thinking by having a 63-year-old man? And I get it, it's Diamond Dallas Page, but Diamond Dallas Page was not is not Hulk Hogan from 1988. Diamond Dallas Page is not Goldberg from 98. Diamond Dallas Page is not even John Cena from 94 to 98. To have him go out there and stand up to Wardlow and literally say, you're going to have a 63-year-old man kick your ass around, the fucking, around Chicago and then almost do it really kind of demoralizes Wardlow, doesn't it? 
It does, but at the same time, he's also getting the rub by facing Diamond Dallas Page. No, he's not. He, if Diamond Dallas Page was 40 or in his prime, then yes. But Diamond Dallas Page at 63 years old is not a rub. You don't think so? No, not at all. It's the same thing, you know, and I know we hate to bring up the competitor. I know we hate to bring up the other company because, well, you hate them. Um, but when Goldberg beat Kevin Owens, yes, Goldberg was a monster in the 90s. But Goldberg in, 19, in, in 2017 was not a monster. And for him to beat Kevin Owens did more to hurt Kevin Owens than it did to help Goldberg. Oh, I t oh, okay, okay, I totally disagree with that. You think so? I, I don't, well, I'm not going to say that it helped Goldberg, but I don't think it hurt Kevin Owens because of the way that it, that it happened. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a different story. But when you look back and you see, I mean, the way that Kevin Owens was, the way that he brought out his heel character, which we hadn't seen in a long time, and the way that he, uh, you know, he acted really put over Kevin Owens. But when you look back now and you see Goldberg in 2017 beat Kevin Owens in 2017, it brings a whole different connotation to that. And that's kind of what well, sure. If, that, if, that, if that's all that you look at, then yes, I agree with you. But if, but if, you, but, but if, if you only look at the record book, then yes, you're right. But what I'm saying is, is, that, is that I don't think Kevin Owens lost anything by losing to Goldberg because of the way that it happened. Because it, it fit his character perfectly. You know. it, well, yeah, and I, and I agree with that. But a 14-second loss of Goldberg in 2017, looking back in the history books, is not going to do a good thing. When you look at this, what happened with Wardlow and DDP, all your, the only thing DDP did was kind of hold him off with a chokehold. Yeah, so? Now, does this do more to make Paige look better or worse a 63 year old man is able to hold off this monster Wardlow but Adam Page got knocked out with one punch well that's fair yeah it, it just seems like as much as I love Page and I really want him to succeed because I think he is so so talented and everything he does, I'm into. I love his entrance. I love his style. I love, you know, his the way he puts together matches. He's had a few missteps here and there that I can blame on, you know, being a rookie or being young. And, you know, we can look back at the all-out match where he rushed into that cover when he probably shouldn't have. But this is another moment where Paige got punked because Paige took a right hand by a guy who got held off by a 63 year old man yeah I mean that's probably true you know what I just realized I think the settings are wrong on this game <laughs> nobody can hear me again <laughs> right. of course <laughs> Well, I wish the setting would just stay a single time. I see how you are. Has anyone even commented? Probably not. I have no idea. I was just looking at the at the audio level, and I see that it's barely coming up on your side. So. Three listeners have now not heard a thing I've said. 
Uh, Keeping me down, man. You know what? Bra blame it on Spreaker's stupid settings and us having to go to the platform. Alan, let's not even call it Spreaker. You're just down, man. All right, now it's fixed. Now they, now they can hear you. Oh, now they can hear me. Oh, great. We got like five <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> now people can hear me. <laughs> All the poignant things I've said for the last hour, no one heard. Oh, my God. Like, you've ever said anything poignant in your entire life? Hey, I did once. It was like 1997, but it was once. Okay. Anyway, where were we um, before you decided to tell me that I didn't <laughs> matter again? Dick. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Anyone um, that cares, this will be up on Patreon later, and you'll get, actually get to hear my side of it. Yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should make it free on Patreon. Oh, it's free all the time. All right, well, there you go. You got five weeks to listen to this for free. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, Hangman Page, I, I totally agree with you. Like, he's he's kind of floundering in that in that role. And and really, you know, like, thinking about, you know, those those three matches that were, that were high-profile matches, I think, really, they should have held off on one of them. You know, I, I, think, I think all three of them got short-changed on time because they were all three on there. Well, and they were yeah, all three in the done. last hour. Right. I mean, I That's think they probably the should have moved Omega, and uh, they, I mean, they, they already had the world title match scheduled, and that was important, I think, to do right before Thanksgiving, and, and in Chicago, you know, they had the Diamond Ring Challenge, or whatever the hell that thing was that they had already planned out. So I think that really, the um, really I think that Omega versus Pac should have been moved in November 30th, or November, you know, the... First one, December 4th, whatever the next show is. I would have I mean, been okay. I, I, don't, I don't think anything would have, would have been hurt by that. No, and I, and I agree. I, I will agree with you with that. Either that, but either I that think... or open the show with that and don't do the fucking Jericho thank you celebration. That's what I was going to say. Even if you do the J, uh, Jericho thing after the opening match, if you move that match to the opener then do the Jericho thing, you at least give that match a time, some time to breathe. You know, just get rid of the, uh, the tag, the woman's tag match. Cause it really didn't do anything. I mean, B Priestley is the only one that that mattered and she didn't matter, which is yeah. sad because I really want to see them bring a, bring a woman's division into prominence. They've got such amazing talent but B Priestley, it was the star of that match, and she didn't fucking matter. And then the other star of the women's division, you bring out dressed as a bunny later when no one cares about the little jump point by Blade and what's his name? Butch? Blade and Butch? Butcher. Blade and Butcher. Who I've never heard of, and I've been following indie wrestling for almost 10 years. I've never heard of Blade and Butcher. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe people will correct me and say that they're this great indie team. But seriously, they came out to a dead silence. Nobody cared. And then Allie comes up. And Allie, who is the corner, one of the cornerstones of the women's division, one of the biggest names in the women's division, nobody cared. They sat on their hands during that part. 
You know why? You know, originally I did care because I thought, okay, well, maybe this is going to be the rest of this FMJF stable. And then I thought that I thought that too. And then now he came out, so I was like, what? The right. Fuck? When I mean when when that blade guy came out, I was like, oh, okay, now we got the dynasty. And then that butcher guy came out, and I was like, uh, okay, maybe a tag team in the dynasty. And then Allie came out, and I was like, oh, that was a wasted segment. Yeah, I have no idea who these guys are. And I don't care. That's the well, worst I, part is I don't I care. I do care. I mean, I want to see who these guys are, and, and I think it's and I think it's 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 fun. But I mean, it's like, well, why? Um, why are we caring? They didn't like, give a. It, but why, you know, why, it's more like, why are they attacking Cody? You know, Cody's already involved in the storyline with, with Wardlow and MJF. So MJF, why are these yep. guys attacking Cody? To me, it came across a lot like the Dark Order did when they attacked a double or nothing. It was like, okay, but the difference was is you and I actually knew who the Dark Order was because we've been following the Super Smash Brothers forever at that point. But it kind of fell flat a lot like that did with the audience where they were just sitting there going, okay, who the hell are these guys? Why are they attacking people we like? Oh, isn't that chick supposed to be someone important? Why do we care? She's dressed like a demented bunny. You know, it, it, it came across like nobody understood the gimmick, which I don't blame them because the gimmick was really lost. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed or not, but the Blade is actually Allie's husband. Yeah, I saw that. Yep, I saw that. Okay. I noticed, I noticed that, but okay. most people didn't. It was, kind of, like I said, it was like uh, Super Smash Brothers when they invaded at Double or Nothing. Yeah. We knew who they were. We understood, you know, we got the impact of what they did. But the majority of the crowd didn't give a fuck. And that's kind of the same reason. I, it's like I got the pairing with Allie and Braxton. I, you know, I I understood that because I've been watching indie wrestling and and kept abroad of what's going on. But you could hear in the crowd they did not care at all. No, they didn't. But but I mean that's that's the thing though. It's you know it, it's it really is about the follow up, especially in this situation so if they come out next week and these and they're and they're part of mjf stable with Wardlow, then all of a sudden we're you know we're going to care about it you yeah know. and that's true and then we yeah. get we you know we have three big time stables right because because i mean as much as you and i like sammy guevara how many people would care about sammy guevara if he wasn't part of the inner circle right fair enough and, how, and that's how, fair how, enough how many people would care about jake hager if he wasn't part of the inner circle you know? well i think yeah, you're right about Jake Hager. I think people, I think with Sammy Guevara, because of how talented he is in the ring and how great of a heel he is, because let's face it, he is an amazing heel, which is such a, if you watch his YouTube channel, it's such a departure from what he is on there. He is such an amazing heel, and he is so talented and so gifted athletically that I think people would really get behind him. Eventually, yeah. I mean, but, but not. But I don't think it wouldn't have been, would have been not as, as fast. As, as no, with inner circle. No, no, not as fast. I think he would have to be on TV every single week. I think he would have to be, um, you know, out there a lot more than he was, and 
he would eventually get that groundswell and make his way up a lot like Rey Mysterio did in the in the 90s. But at least yeah, he would have had a chance. Yeah, I mean, I think that he and MJF are similar in the fact that, you know, they were they were helped along a bit by getting the rub from guys that people did know. You know, MJF was paired up with Cody, and now, you know, a few weeks, you know, like a few months later, now he's basically forming his own stable. Um, and, and you know, and then Sammy Guevara was paired up with Jericho and, and the Inner Circle and is able to, to kind of, you know, spread his wings a little bit that way while at the same time um, being in the shadow of, of, of the, you know, the great Jericho. And then right. Hager, of course, is, has, 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 has a chance now to completely redefine himself. And he needs it because even uh, who was mocking him later on? Was it Cody? Or no, it was Dustin. That was mocking him with the hands on uh, the hand above his heart. Yeah. Um, I, I, that was another great callback that was might have kind of gone under the radar by most people, um, but it was just it was a fun fun little bit. I love the the three guys, you know, the Bucks and Cody or Bucks and Dustin giving uh, shattered dreams to proud and powerful and Sammy. That was that was just a a fun little spot. It might have been a little too much, but at the same point, it was kind of fun. I the the main point of this episode, and I loved the last three matches. I wish they would have had more time to breathe. To be honest, I would have been okay with a four match episode and that Jericho speech at the beginning, and I would have been good with it. Get rid of the women's match. Let that first match happen. Let these three matches that were such a good draw breathe. Let them breathe. Let the Pac Omega match, which was phenomenal, go another five minutes. Let the um, you know the Pac or I'm I'm sorry the MJF uh, page match go another five minutes. And as much as you hated it, let the main event go another five minutes. And I think we would have had a stellar show tonight. But they cut those short to get in the Bucks and Dustin and that women's match. And I think that really hurt this episode. See, I, I, I really don't understand why you're saying get rid of the women's match and you're saying keep in the Jericho thing. Because it, to me, the Jericho thing is what it started off the show terribly. <laughs> And and it, and I don't think it and I don't think there's any reason to have it at all in the first place. No, you know, and part of me agrees with you because I think it was borderline uh, WWE Triple H territory. I think it could have been gone completely. I think they could have done it in backs if they'd done it in backstage segments instead. Like you have one backstage segment where Sammy unleashes his his present, which is that you know that. Uh, cardboard cutout of him and jericho and then another backstage segment with proud and powerful doing their little gift basket and then another one with jake hagar and his uh reveal of of ted i think it would have been done better but in the fact that this was like a special almost because it was thanksgiving episode i was okay with it to a point, I wish it had been done better because we want so much more out of AEW. But at the same point, I didn't hate it. See, and I did. I thought it was terrible. And and I just don't see any reason for it to actually have been on that show. 
I mean, the, it, to me, it, to me, it was it like completely reeked of sports entertainment, and it's not what I, yeah. it's not what I want to see from from AEW. You know, I, I as my, you know, as little, I, I didn't love the women's match, but I do think that they, I don't, I do think when you're saying in 2019, especially in an organization where they're trying to promote women's wrestling and tag wrestling as you know as being close to the same level as as the male division or the you know male singles division to say cut you know the the women's match from the show is completely unrealistic yeah it's true i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna disagree with that i i'm not because you're right so, I mean, I, that's what I would have cut with. I would have, been, I would have cut the jerk, or, or at least I would have made it like a lot shorter than it was. You know, you know maybe, maybe maybe they start the celebration and then SCU comes in and attacks them or something. You know, we well, even get it off the ground. You know, and and the SCU part and Vincent are the two things I would take away from that. I would have rather seen. Um, the inner circle just kind of walk to the back celebrating at the end of a commercial break then see yeah. SCU attack them. Especially when SCU is dressed up as a fucking marching band. Seriously. <laughs> Not only that, but a marching band that was out there for the entire segment and then decided to attack. Right. It's like if you're going to attack them, attack them at the beginning. Attack right. them before we get Sammy. You know, not attack them after everything has been done. Like you said, it, it at that point it starts to reek of sports entertainment. It's not even fun anymore. And you know, and, and you know, I, I you know, just maybe this is beating a dead horse. But if you do it that way, if you do it so that the, so that you know they get attacked before they can even start the celebration, then you can have it postponed until next week. They can have security out there. And then John Moxley comes out there, and he's trying to interfere with the security out there, especially after the way the show ended tonight. Speaking of John Moxley, now that you brought that up, I it, it made me rem- it reminded me he is getting too much mic time. We talked about this what three or four weeks ago about how the last thing we wanted was Moxley to get too much mic time. Yeah, he was perfect with his little coming out there giving his real life speeches and and his his hard hitting this is the way shit is stuff tonight i felt like he crossed that line like it's no longer great to have john moxley on the mic do you see do you not do you understand what i'm saying or did you not get that too um I guess I, I guess I don't feel that he, that he's that he's past that point yet. I, I do feel like you know a couple. He's of on the ago, border. He, he, out there, he barely said anything. You know. Well, but, he's on the border. He's on the border at least. He's yeah. at the point where he's like, okay, I got nothing poignant to say, so I'm going to say the same shit over and over again, but I'm going to twist it a little bit to make you still think I'm interested. He's gotten to that point. He needs a few weeks off the mic. To just let shit breathe and just we don't need Moxley on the TV every week to realize that he's important. Right. You know, and, and I think that might be kind of where they're at. Like they're like, where's Darby Allen? Darby Allen is one of those guys where he needs at least a backstage segment for us to keep him in the front of our minds. Moxley doesn't. He really doesn't. We can go two, three weeks without seeing Moxley, and we're still all in on him. That's a very good point. 
But the fact that Darby Allen wasn't on there, Jimmy Havoc, who for mainstays and people to watch MLW and, and so on, we're, we're all in on Jimmy Havoc. But Jimmy Havoc hasn't been on, what, three weeks? Well, I, I guess right. last week I guess last week he was on that Battle Royal with a stupid little seg- uh, staple segment. But he hasn't been on weeks. Darby Allen wasn't on this week. We didn't get our, our normal um, uh, uh, Nakamura. What, what's his name? Michael whatever. Nakazawa. Nakazawa, yeah. And uh, Brandon Cutler bit, which we've gotten every week up until this. You know, there was there was a lot of things missing from this that I would have rather had instead of another Moxley promo that is going to end up wearing his character out. Yeah, it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. I mean, other people might disagree, but that you know, that's my opinion. I don't want to see Moxley worn out. You don't? No. Okay. The one thing I've the one thing I've liked about MLW, the one thing I've liked about Impact, the one thing we used to love about NXT is we didn't see the same guys on there every week. Gargano was not on there every week. Cole was not on there every week. Um, Lawler was not on there every week. And now we're getting to a point where everybody's on every episode, every single week, no matter the promotion. And it's really starting to bug me a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. No, a little rant. Right. No, I, no I, do, I do agree with that. And um, and, I, and I think that's the other thing. But, you know, that's, but that's the thing. is like the, the, I don't think AEW actually is doing that because, like... If you did, you know, Kenny Omega was not on Dynamite last week. He was on Dark. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, so I mean, they they are they are kind of like, like having some of their big guys wrestle on Dark instead of on Dynamite. And then you know, if you if you choose to watch Dark, you choose to watch it. If you don't, you're you're not seeing those guys wrestle. They're on the flagship. You know, they're not necessarily going to be on the flagship show every week. Yeah, that's true, and that makes sense. And they did the same thing with Pentagon. You know, he was on Dark last week instead of being on the main show. Yeah, that does. I mean, that does make sense. Leva Bait was on Dynamite uh, last week. <laughs> okay, we get it. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Why well, don't Leva Bait one of your favorites? I wouldn't let you know that she was on. Well, that. yeah, I mean, she's. Yeah, I, I I will say this. Allie is hot. I don't care if she's dressed like a bunny or in her normal gear. She's hot. I'm just saying. I just, need to, I just need to throw that out there. Do you? Do you really? You know, kind, kind of. I do, yes. Okay. In case there's one or two people in the world that don't think she's hot, I need to let them know she's hot. Uh, she's a butterface. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> she's in everything but her face. That's what I just said. That's what a better face is. Everything but her face. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying, you son bitch. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's got a great body, but her face. No, 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 no. Well, shut up. I'm not agreeing with you. We are moving on from this subject right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just saying, I like it better with the mask on she was wearing tonight. Well, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The bunny mask. I'm okay with the bunny mask. I really am. Anyway, so for all like I said earlier, like to, like to, the main event I thought was a bit sloppy. You know, I, did, I thought their timing was off, and it was weird watching somebody actually tap out to the walls of Jericho. Yeah, I, and and yes, I agree. That was rough because when was the last time we saw that? Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, and that was the hottest guy in the promotion. Nin- they're trying to they're trying to promote as being a, this, the next huge star, and he's tapping out to. You know, Jericho's probably like number three finisher. And with, with Jim Ross saying, well, he was trapped in the middle of the ring. There was nothing he could have done. How many times have we seen people Oh, shut like up. He already, he already crawled out of it once during the match. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the first time he crawled. He crawled out of it once earlier. Yeah, and it wasn't like his back had been like tortured to the point where he shouldn't be, have been able to crawl again or power out of it or lots of other things. I just it was just it was just a weird way to I thought to finish the match. Yeah. Not that I mind Scorpio Sky being humbled by tapping out to Jericho in the middle of the ring. I just didn't think it made a lot of sense. I um I don't know. I think that the fact that they had been pushing him over as one of these greatest uh, of one of the new up-and-comers, this did more to actually bury him, if that's what they're trying to do, than anything else. Cause, well, that's what I would have been trying to do, but I'm not sure that's what they were trying to do. Well, no, yeah, because you don't like him, but they've been, like you said, they've been pumping him up for months. And the way that he tapped out, yeah, he had some good moves. I thought it was a three-and-a-half-star match. But in all reality, the way that he punked out to the walls of Jericho, which nobody taps out to ever, that's a transition. That's not even a transitional move. That's like an opening three seconds of the match move. And he tapped out to it. It kind of made Scorpio Sky look like a bitch. Did he? Oh, so he looked like a bitch rather than Jericho looking like a bitch? Or the librarian looking like Lee Bitch. Well, the librarian, the, the librarian just is Lee Bitch. Actually, Poor she's, Peter she's Avalon. Really nice lady. I bet, you know, I did meet her. So. Poor Peter Avalon. He is so talented. He really is. <laughs> to get stuck in this gimmick, I feel so bad for him. Well, not only that, when, when we watched, when, you know, on the, on the NWA special that we watched last year, the anniversary special, he got to kiss Tim Storm's ugly, disgusting, dirty feet. Right. You know, and, and Peter Avalon deserves more than that because he is, he, is, he is really a talent. I mean, he's a small guy. He's much smaller than what you would think about when you look at a wrestler, but he is so talented in the ring, on the mic. I just don't think he gets the due he deserves. Hopefully someday he will, but right now I just think he's kind of getting bitched out to everybody. And let's bitch out the other, the female librarian. Let Pierre Avalon actually have a career because <laughs> he deserves it. Sorry, he deserves it. That's okay. This has been this week's uh, Peter Avalon lament. <laughs> and next week we'll get another one. Indeed. <laughs>
Actually, has anything been announced for next week now that we're actually at the end of this probably episode? The only thing I saw announced for next week was the six-man tag between the Bucks and Dustin taking on uh, Sammy and PMP. One thing I will say about Sammy is, I mean, you mentioned earlier about how would, would anyone care about him if he wasn't part of the inner circle. He is getting into some high-profile matches where he is really able to showcase how great he is. And that's something that makes me happy. Because you and I, since the NWA 70, have been on the Sammy Guevara bandwagon. And it's nice to see other people that are on that too. Like I said earlier, he's great on the mic. He's got some incredible moves inside the ring. And he's a good storyteller. He's an incredible heel for his age. He just seems to have everything. But he's never really gotten that due. And it feels like now he is getting that due where he's going to be something important soon. Right. I hope so anyway because I, I really like this kid. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just depends on what you mean by soon. I mean, I don't know if it's, know, know it's going to be, you know... No, it's not going to be... In, but, I don't think it's going to be in the next year. But I think in the next couple of years, we're going to be looking at Sammy Guevara going, holy shit, how did we miss this kid? I think I think he is being groomed to be the future of the business. It's him, Adam Page, uh, MJF. You know, those guys are being groomed to be the future of the business. And I, I, I think these are three guys that have this shit law and lock and are going to be the guys in 10 years that we're going to be looking at going, how do we ever not love these two, these three? Yeah, but did, was there ever time that we didn't love those three? Well, you and I. Oh, you're saying the rest of the world. Yeah. Can I just add Ray, can I just add Ray Phoenix to that list too? Yes, you can. Okay. You can definitely add Ray Phoenix. Thank you. All right. So I think that's all we got for this week on Dynamite. Jeff, you want to tell everybody what they're doing this If I have to, I guess. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> no, guys. Uh, check us out. It's going to be up on on Twitter here soon. Um, I, I'm at Rigi Co-op. He's at Zanman L-O-P. Uh, you can follow us, hashtag D-A-D and hashtag Kingdom of Honor. Or, I'm sorry, hashtag K-O-H for Kingdom of Honor. Hashtag D-O-D for Dynamite After Dark. This episode will be up with those hashtags here in a couple of seconds. And that link will bring you to our Patreon page. Uh, it's patreon.com slash kingdom of honor. Uh, we appreciate any donations that you give to us. It does keep this program going. And not only does it keep this show going, but it keeps our exclusive uh, episodes going. One which we just released. Uh, we were talking about some of the greatest moments of uh, that shaped ECW. That was our last full episode that we did and that is exclusive for Patreon members. Uh, Patreon.com slash Kingdom of Honor and um, YouTube. That's the other one we're really uh, trying to get going here because we eventually do want to be broadcasting live on YouTube. And in order to do that, we need subscribers, we need listens, and we need likes. So go to um, YouTube.com slash Kingdom of Honor, like the episode, 
listen to the episode and subscribe to the channel. Eventually, we'll be able to do it live on there as well. So uh, that's all I have. And don't forget that every LLP, LLP radio show is also broadcast live, or not live, but the, usually the next day on LLP's YouTube channel as well. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow to listen to Imp's LLP radio adventure. I'm assuming he's still doing it tomorrow because he's in Great Britain, which means it isn't Thanksgiving for him. Um, I hope so because I love that show. Exactly. Who doesn't love Imp? Um on Friday will be the right side of the pond. And then we'll be back with you on Monday with Kingdom of Honor. And I think we'll be talking about war games. Do we know what we're talking about yet? Uh, well, I'm, I'm planning I on mean, watching war, war games, games in a couple of days. So hopefully we can talk about war games. We also have TakeOver to watch, too. That's what I was talking about, TakeOver War Games. Pay attention. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. wait. I, I'm so confused. There's so much wrestling. Are we ever going to watch NJPW again? Oh, my God. There's so much wrestling. Well, you know, I was just actually texting with Melissa tonight, and I was like, I was like you know, I think I'll probably cancel, cancel NW, NJPW World after Wrestle Kingdom because we'd hardly ever watch NJPW anymore. So. Dude, I still pay for it. You can piggyback off mine. I, that's, the on, that's the only one you and I are both paying for right now. It's I pay for one, you pay for the other, and we piggyback. But for some reason, NJPW, both of us are paying for. Yeah, and you know, I thought it makes gonna, no I sense. Gonna, and I thought I was going to watch it. Um, uh, I thought we we're going to watch World Wrestling Network a lot more than we do, so I'm probably going to cancel that as well because that's you know the only and, thing we really watch on there is been like two evolved shows. Well, yeah, yeah, because I've been watching a lot of stuff on Impact. Um, and the other one that we're probably going to get rid of, but we have another six months of it, is uh, Ring of Honor. But I have a feeling they're not going to be in business in a year so. Yeah, I do too. So we're going to cancel that in June when that comes up. Uh, so we're going to be down to, we're going to, we're going to, no, it's June. Wait, no. When was All In? That was... Um, September, right? It was Labor Day weekend? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So whenever that weekend was, that's when we signed up for Ring of Honor. I know, but I thought, I thought it was a few days before that we had signed up for it. Maybe I was... Maybe I'm so, so we're looking at August. Okay, August. So we have Ring of Honor through August. Then that's gone. WWN is gone because the only thing we've watched... Is a few evolved shows, and you know what we can do? We can focus on the ones that matter: MLW, NWA, AEW, and Impact. Yeah, and occasionally NXT because I still kind of like some of those guys. Sorry, Ring of Honor, you are getting the boot. Oh, and NJPW, because I'm going to keep that shit. Because I like it. Jay White is still my... Still your nigga? <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. Let's let's bring that into it. Anyone that wants to uh, um, you know, hit the racial slurs, uh, Sandman at LOP. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, because I yeah, because I have lots of racist bones in my body, right? Okay. Well, there's like three, maybe two. All right, maybe half of one, maybe I'm one. Like half, 
How do you have half of a bone? Do you really need to ask that question? Well, you need to, <laughs> to explain. You need to explain to you that there was other other people of, of the species that Yoda is besides Yoda himself. So. Dude, it's called a chubby. It's a half a bone. Let's let it go at that. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we need to shut this shit off. <laughs> I think our listeners already have. No, I'm sure they have. <laughs> That's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. This is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and just saying goodbye. G1 Climax 27. Goodbye and good night.